0: helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. (music) Daniel Webster once wrote, I apprehend no danger to our country from a foreign foe. Our destruction, should it come at all, will be from another quarter. From the inattention of the people to the concerns of their government, from their carelessness and negligence, I must confess I do apprehend some danger. I fear that they may place too implicit a confidence in their public servants, and fail properly to scrutinize their conduct, that in this way they may be made the dupes of designing men and become the instruments of their own undoing." appears Mr. Webster was correct. We are the instruments of our own destruction. We have members of Congress who do not represent the American people, government actors who took an oath to support the Constitution, actively subverting it, and, uh, well, a judicial system more interested in advancing political agendas than pursuing justice. All because the American people place too much confidence in their public servants, fail to oversee their conduct. Well, hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study, where we read and study the Constitution, teach, rise, and generation be free. I'm glad you could join me today. Um, I'm not sure about today. I, on the one hand, there's information here that's extremely important. On the other hand, it shows the utter rot in the United States, not just in her government, which, well, has had plenty of rot for years, but rot in the American people. Rot in the people that have made choices that have led us to this situation. Where Daniel Webster feared that our inattention to our public servants would lead to our destruction, I see that not only as having happened, but continuing. I see still, and even more, people... Devoting themselves to a a candidate or a party as the only solution to their perceived problems, just like George Washington warned us about. I've heard a lot of amazing things out of political actors, media outlets, pundits, politicians. I don't think I've ever heard something quite like this. This, ladies and gentlemen. Is Representative Elon Omar. My answer to Somalians was that the US government will do only what Somalians and the US tell them to do. They will do what we want and nothing else. They must follow our orders and that is how we will safeguard the interests of somalia we somalians must have that confidence in ourselves that we call for the shots in the u.s only one of our daughters myself is in congress to represent your interest for as long as i am in the u.s congress somalia will never be in danger its waters will not be stolen by ethiopians or others the u.s will not dare to support anyone against somalia to steal our land or our oceans sleep in comfort knowing i am here to protect the interests of somalia from inside the u.s system the woman you sent to Congress is working day and night to protect so your interests. She knows That's your plight and that of Somalia. Me. I am as concerned about Somalia as you guys are. But Together we will protect the interests command? of Somalia. Now, I will put a link to the video of that in the, the on the show page when it goes to the podcast because you kind of have to see it to believe it. This is a, a member of Congress admitting in public she's a foreign actor. She's not there to represent United States. She's not a re- even a representative of U.S. citizens in her district. She's a representative of Somalia. She's more interested in the, 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 the interests of Somalia. She's more concerned about those than they are the United States. How is that not a, uh, a violation of her oath of office? She she came into office said that she would support the Constitution of the United States, but her actions say no. She supports Somalia. She's more worried about the Ethiopians in the Indian Ocean than she is about U.S. safety, about our our participation in the war in in uh, Ukraine. About our 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 treaty obligations, should China uh, actually uh, invade Taiwan? No, no, she's worried about Somalia. Which brings me back to Daniel Webster. See, it's not it, it it's apparently not Ukraine or Iraq or Hezbollah or or the Houthis or communist china or russia that's destroying this country the american people have become inattentive to those in government now apparently the people listening to her you heard them cheer they were quite happy they thought this was great they moved many of them i assume were refugees or children of refugees from somalia They've come to the United States and created their own little Somalia here, and they're more interested in what goes on there than what goes on in their own backyard. Apparently, based on their cheers. Not, not all Somalians, not all, everyone in her district. But what does that say about the United States? What does that say about a government of by and for the people? What does that say? about a person's oath of office and what does that say about the people that have voted for Ms. Omar many of them repeatedly you realize that if the United States were currently at war with Somalia her speech would have been evidence of treason giving aid and comfort to our enemy only the fact that we're not at war is the, the only reason why I she's not uh eligible to charged for treason. I'm not saying that people shouldn't have concern for their former homelands. I'm not saying that that um they they can't consider that in um in 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 their deliberations. But uh, you look at at, at her words. She said that uh, the U.S. government will only do what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do. Um, Ms. Omar, what about, what about the rest of us? Um, they will do what we want and nothing else. They must follow our orders and that is how we will safeguard the interests of Somalia. I have a question. Anybody seen uh, um, an ethics violation? Anybody see uh, this referred to the ethics committee? Anybody attempt to remove her for sedition? I mean, she certainly is attempting to subvert the Constitution of the United States and place the interests of another nation above those of the United States. Certainly seems pretty close. Now, again, maybe there's more. Maybe I don't have all the information. In fact, I'm probably sure I don't have all the information but it sure does beg the question, who does Ms. Omar represent? Does she represent a district in Minnesota, or does she represent Somalia? Because she works in the House of Representatives of the United States, not in the House of Representatives of Somalia. And and as, however you decide to react to her statement, remember, she got a majority of the votes in the district she represents. Which means either a majority of the people in that district are ignorant or this is what they want. And that should scare all peace-loving Americans, all freedom-loving Americans. Because if we have a, 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 a U.S. district that is has a majority of people that place the interests of another country above their own, that believe the United States is simply here to, to do what they tell them to do, what, what the, a foreign country's interest tells them to do. The problem is not Elon Omar. Elon Omar is the symptom of a much greater problem. And if we don't realize that, then we're going to fix the wrong thing. See, what happens if, if uh, let's say, Ms. Omar gets ejected from the House? Who do you think the people of that district are going to elect to replace her? Some uh, Jeffersonian Democrat? Some a, a Ronald Reagan Republican? Or someone else that promises to put the issues and concerns of another country above those in the United States. See, part of the problem is, is when I was a kid, in fact, I still remember, I think it was a schoolhouse rock talking about this, America was a melting pot. And that, that image of melting was important. See, it meant we could take people from around the country and not change them, not ignore what they were, but help it merge with America it, it meant that you know hey I could could walk through town and and maybe find a great Italian restaurant next to a great Mexican restaurant makes next to a Mongolian restaurant I remember when I took my daughter to New York City for the first time and we were out looking for supper and I said uh, after what she wanted she goes, I don't know I said then we'll do the New York City buffet. What's that? You walk through the town until you smell something good. You walk in and eat. That was the beauty. You have things like, I mean, we celebrate Cinco de Mayo here. Not officially, but a lot of people do. Celebrating the heritage of Mexico or St. Patrick's Day or any of the other cultures. The idea was that to to meld, to merge, to Find the good things in those cultures and and bring them out. Not to create these little enclaves. Sure, you had you know little Italy and Chinatown, but they were areas that 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 had their culture, but were not divorced from the rest of the culture. And I think we've lost that. We we went from a melting pot to this multicultural silos where. We don't integrate. We don't gain. In fact, we're even told it's evil to actually, oh, I don't know, enjoy something from another culture. It's called cultural appropriation. I called it some of the best things about about America. So really, if we're looking at the problem, it's not simply, um, it's not Ms. Omar. She's a, a, to me, a symptom Of a much larger problem and a symptom of the fact that we, the people, no longer pay that much attention to what our public servants are doing in our name. We're too confident that, well, you know, you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, so I know what you're going to do. And we've lost control. So the only way I see of um stopping the destruction of america is not to replace the people in office it's to help show the people that are doing the, that are placing them in office why what america stands for is it's not evil it's a good thing to be able to go to A somali neighborhood and enjoy somali food and somali clothing and somali culture but not of the destruction of the freedoms the liberty that is the united states the united states is unique to my knowledge we are the only country built not on heritage or geography but on this idea the idea of freedom of liberty and justice for all but what good is that idea if the idea is lost to generations the very idea of of freedom and justice for all being subverted to well i'll have freedom and justice for me but not for my my opponents i'll have freedom and justice for people from my country But not those from another country that's what destroys america not a a foreign nation not a a nuclear war it's from the inside and as bad as that may sound there's actually good news there because since the problem is internal it's a problem we can work on it's a problem we can deal with. It's a problem that though the solution is going to be long and hard, there's at least a solution. Now, maybe what you really need to is, is, is sleep on this idea. I know sometimes I, I, when I used to work in IT, when I was writing software, I'd be struggling with a problem. My boss would be working with me and every so often he'd Paul, go home, go to bed get a good night's sleep, take a shower in the morning, that's when the answer will pop up. you know what? More often than not, he was right. See, sleep is crucial to our health. And having a good sleep cycle, well, helps keep you not only physically healthy, but mentally healthy. One of the problems is a lot of people become dependent on supplements, especially hormone-based supplements. But they can actually disrupt your cycles and make you, as I said, dependent on them. Well, the wellness company has come up with restful sleep. It's, it, it's a set of natural ingredients designed to calm your mind, to help reduce stress, so you can get a better, more restful night's sleep without the use of hormones. Backed by documented research made right here in the USA and vetted by the chief medical board of the wellness company, restful sleep works. And since you're an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off any product from the wellness company, plus 25% off your first month of membership. Just use the code Loud at checkout. Find all the details you need at the website AmericaOutloud.shop. Make sure you get a good night's sleep. Help work your way through these issues and these problems we encounter. Find the right answer. Try Restful Sleep by the wellness company. Be sure to go to AmericaOutloud.shop to find out how you can get 25% off of products, and 25% off your first month of membership by using the code OUTLOUD. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, foreign protein cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Asia believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel and be our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them. From improving immune health, regulating hormone balance, supporting gut health, to soothing the skin, even reducing the appearance of wrinkles, fine lines, and cellulite, and providing targeted support for mind, mood, energy, and even our body's own production of collagen. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in becoming your best self and fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code Loud to save 15% off your first order today. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill, it's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Welcome back, everyday Americans. You rejoined the Constitution Study. I have a question for you. How many of you remember the movie Red Dawn? That one of the new iterations, the original, with Patrick Swayze. remember that? The premise was that the Soviet Union would attack the United States and, well, try to take away our rights. They had paratroopers jump into this one town and a bunch of teenagers decided to fight back. But it seems like it's not going to be an invasion of paratroopers or missiles, but an invasion of our own making. Imagine losing the right to vote, not because of a foreign intervention, but because we spend so much time trying to take away the right to vote of others. I'm not talking about making sure the people who are voting are doing so legally. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, photo IDs and other, uh, other tools to make sure that the votes being cast are by those who are legally allowed to vote. I'm talking about those who are trying to take away the right to vote of people they they politically disagree with. Take for example, oh, Donald Trump. Actually, they're not taking away the right to vote of Donald Trump. They're taking away your right to vote for Donald Trump. At least they're trying really, really hard. Lawsuits have been filed in multiple states to deny him access to the primary ballot. Now. I'm working on an article about primaries, and I'll talk a bit about it there. But understand, a primary is a publicly funded election for a private organization. So you have, um, you have people in multiple states trying to say that the members of the Republican Party don't have the right to nominate who they want to, the, to, the, to be president because they think that because of this made-up idea that that he's participated, he's engaged in insurrection, which is utterly. Look at the evidence; it's utterly ridiculous. But then again, you have to actually objectively look at the evidence, and well, the only court so far that has said, you know what, Trump is going to be pulled from the from the um, from the ballot, the primary ballot, is the state of Colorado. Uh, Colorado Supreme Court said, nope, yes, he committed insurrection. He engaged in insurrection. I don't know based on what evidence. They simply say there's evidence. But that got put on hold when the Supreme Court agreed to hear this case, Anderson versus Griswold. This is an interesting case, right? Because it's about, um, there's never been a Section 3 of the 14th Amendment challenge to someone holding office, so that, that's unique, um, and it's also, for good reason, it's being fast-tracked by the Supreme Court. The, um, it was January 5th when the court agreed to hear the case, and they've scheduled oral arguments for February 8th, so not that far away. And I'm looking forward to hearing the arguments and discussing it and debating it, and I'll write an article on it. But I want you to see what's actually going on here. This is one political party attempting to take away the rights of another political party's members to nominate who they want. And again, if there was actual evidence that Donald Trump had engaged in insurrection, if he had, oh, let's say, denounced the Constitution of the United States, because that's the other thing. It's not simply... (laughs) One thing people don't seem to quite grasp is that the presidency is not the United States. And in fact, the um, uh, even even the federal government is not the United States. It's the government of the United States. But if you go back to Section 3 of Amendment 14... We talk about, uh, it reads, No person shall be a senator, representative in Congress, or elector of president and vice president, or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state, who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress, or as an officer of the United States, or as a member of a state legislature, or as an executive judicial officer of any state, to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same. So you have to rebel. Against the Constitution. You have to engage in insurrection against the Constitution. It doesn't, not simply saying I, dis, you know, I, I disrupted Congress. No, 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 no. You actually have to engage in insurrection against the Constitution. And if your entire motive is you believe the Constitution has already been violated, how is that committing insurrection against the Constitution? i know details details don't worry about the details paul but this to me is a very dangerous situation because once again we're seeing a political spat being turned into an attempt to take away a person's rights not just the individual's rights after being convicted of a crime after going through due process we're talking about the state of Colorado, and by the way, the state of Maine through the Secretary of State, depriving Trump of the right to run for for a nomination without due process, depriving the people of the political party the right to vote for who they want without due process. How are we a republic if that is allowed to stand? If all it takes is a bunch of media pundits to claim that what someone did is insurrection to disqualify them from office. How do we call ourselves a Republican anymore? How how are people representing the people of the United States? If the very people that they supposedly represent are the ones being denied the, the, the right to vote for who they wish? Or how is the United States a country if we effectively have no borders, see, countries are defined by borders, borders of jurisdiction. The Constitution has absolutely zero authority in Mexico, in Canada, in any other nation. So that border defines a delineation between jurisdictions. What happens when that border functionally, functionally no longer exists? Law Long and order break down. You know, kind of like has happened on the southern border, where the laws of the United States are no longer enforced by the very people charged with enforcing them. Now, Texas has been has stood up. They've had enough, and they've stood up against the insanity of simply allowing people in, allowing them to break the law coming into our country, and letting them loose inside the country without any real oversight and rare, if any, uh, adjudication of their of their cases Now of course this really honks off the uh, um, the Federalists, the people who believe that the federal government is the font of all power and font of all knowledge. So of course you have Biden and his administration suing Texas saying, "How dare you not let us break the law in your jurisdiction? Okay, that's not the way they're putting it that's effectively what they're saying. We want to break the law. And and you know it's your territory, it's your land, it's your border. But we want to break the law there. How dare you stop us? Well, now uh, I I think last time I checked, twenty five uh, state governors said they support Texas in this battle in their battle with the United States. Now twenty six attorneys general claim to support Texas in the border battle. And those are good things. But I keep coming back to, how did we get here? See, Biden didn't just suddenly show up and say, I'm going to ignore the law. He's the only one in a long list of presidents who, to one extent or another, have ignored the law. Okay, you know, I mean, I go back to to Ronald Reagan, who... uh, campaign who promoted the idea of of amnesty you know hey if we just forgive the people who've already come here we'll never have this problem again well that that was wrong the president since then every president in my adult lifetime have not fully enforced the law to one extent or another and i'm not saying the laws don't need to be fixed but you see sir you took an oath to faithfully execute the laws of the united states that includes Biden, Trump, Obama, Clinton, Bushes, both Bushes. We never held them accountable when they didn't. No one, you know, no, Biden has not paid any real price for his lack of, of attention to this problem. I mean, sure, there were plenty of jokes when he appointed Vice President Harris as the border czar and she never showed up and did anything what penalty has he paid what penalty has she paid none see this alleged constitutional crisis between texas and the united states was not birthed in january of this year it's been birthed over the last over several decades decades of abuse decades of neglect by the american people when those they hired placed their political agendas above their oath to support the law of the land again congress makes a law the president takes an oath to faithfully execute the laws of the united states not just the ones he likes Okay, not the ones that he he shows are unconstitutional, but you got to stand up and prove that. Yet so far, the only in, the only articles impeached against Joe Biden that I've seen are political hit jobs. Why? Well, in my mind, because the people we hire to work in the House of Representatives they haven't studied the Constitution. They haven't. Um, they haven't read it studied it debated it they don't know i just looked at the uh, articles and impeachments against uh, secretary Mayorkas. and again a lot of what's in there they don't they don't state they state that it's a viol- it's, it's a it's a high crime or misdemeanor they don't actually show the crime that was committed or identify the the bad behavior the misdemeanor that is causing it which leads people to say well you see he none of the things he's done is a crime yeah but they they could be misdemeanors because and people don't realize that because well then everybody looked up the definition of misdemeanor at least the ones that our founding fathers were using it is our neglect that has led to this mess sure we love to point the finger it's the donkeys it's the elephants it's the orange man it's you know pudding head whatever ultimately it's ours so the first three words of the constitution are we the people we the people ordain and establish the constitution for the united states we the people through our states created the three branches of government We, the people, established the legitimate powers and the limits on those powers. But we, the people, have failed to oversee our creation. We sat back. We became dependent. We were um, uh, uh, careless, negligent in, in overseeing our public servants. We simply said here you deal with this and leave us alone we'll go off and play our games and and you know eat hot pockets and watch video games play video games we don't want to know what's going on we're not going to scrutinize your conduct we're not even going to question your conduct when you come up for re-election it's because of that we have this mess You want to look at why America is crumbling? Look in the mirror, and that's part of the problem. Now, again, not solely, right? This, again, has been going on for decades. My parents, my grandparents were part of it. But I'm part of it, too. I'm part of it because I've spent time careless about overseeing my representation. Careless about, or, or too confident in my public servants, willing to let them do all the work and just you know, leave me alone to enjoy my life. I'm part of it. But once I know that I'm part of it, then the question is, do I start doing something about it? It's been my experience that the vast majority of the American people don't even realize that it's their fault. That in in uh, in the desk of history, the sign that says the buck stops here, sits on all of our desks. The buck doesn't stop with the president, with Congress, with the Supreme Court. It stops with the American people. It is our own apathy that has led us here. Question is, what are we going to do about it? Now, I'm going to change gears a little bit because I want to start talking about another area where um, let's say things are a mess. But before I do that, I have to take a break. Uh, by the way, if you like this stuff, head over to the website ConstitutionStudy.com. You can find my more of my articles and videos, my my mailing lists, all sorts of stuff there. But there's a great button called Ask a Question. So you have a question about what I've been talking about or some other idea. Ask a question. If you hit the checkbox, it says, please answer on the radio. I'll do my best to do so. But it's a great way to start a discussion, to get a question answered. And I think that's important as we look to our future, to the future of all the American people, to the future that our children and our grandchildren will grow up in. And if you can donate to the cause, maybe purchase a product or a book or or something, hey, that would help. It takes a lot of, of time, effort, and money to put this out here, and um, any help you could provide would be greatly appreciated. But most of all, can you share the word? I, I know my content is being suppressed in certain areas. Can you spread the word? Let other people know about the Constitution Study, both the website and the radio program, which you can find at AmericaOutloud.news. Which, by the way, is a pretty good place to stop for news for other voices. You know, maybe you want to hear a different point of view on on what's going on with with the the Trump uh, ballot question. You can probably find it at AmericaOutloud.news. Maybe you'll find a, a a story or or an article that goes into more detail or looks at things from a different direction. Maybe you find a podcast or a video that you know really explains something in a way you never thought of not only is that knowledge good but you want to use it see it's time to do your part that means sharing those stories and podcasts the articles and the videos share the news share the word and by doing so help to share the blessings of liberty well the year 2024 is upon us and it is our chance to get it right and take back a free America. AmericaRotLoud.news is your source for uncensored and factual news that facilitates truth and unity among all Americans to restore that American dream we have always cherished. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you So, stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back, Everyday Americans, to rejoin the Constitution Study. And, uh, you know, one of the most long lasting effects of any presidential administration is the appointment of federal judges, especially Supreme Court justices. That's primarily because neither the president the justices nor the american people actually un- have read or understand article 3 of the constitution which says that the judges of the both the supreme and inferior courts shall serve during good behavior we have this image that they serve until they die or resign but no they're supposed to serve during their good behavior of course since we never bother overseeing our representatives in congress especially in the house their bad behavior often goes unnoticed, unpunished, and uh, actually uh, grows into even more and more bad behavior. But I don't want to talk about bad behavior. I want to talk about an, an, a, 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 a statement that was made by uh, Justice Sotomayor. She was speaking at the uh, UC Berkeley School of Law. And uh, she was talking about the caseload and, and all the things. Going, when she made this this uh, interesting statement, she says she lives in frustration when talking about the current direction of the court. She says, and as you have heard, every loss truly traumatizes me in my stomach and in my heart. She said, but I have to get up the next morning and keep on fighting. Now okay, you know not winning is not fun you know you 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 work on a case you have a position, and when you lose okay i i understand that's that's problematic but here's what i find interesting this lady's a justice of the supreme court well i understand the, the a not having your side win a case is uh, um, not is it, it, not fun to live in frustration because your side isn't winning. That she she's traumatized when 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 she doesn't get the she's not in the majority. And of course that that got me thinking. What's so gut wrenching? Uh, about these decisions and i i I might have an idea I mean the courts recently blocked affirmative action in college administ- administration admissions i should say um, they've affirmed that a christian desire designer could not be compelled to create custom wedding websites for same sex couples, and that the the Biden administration could not simply forgive loans. For millions of Americans, without actual some sort of legal justification, are 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 those the cases that she that that that, that traumatize her? I've read several of Sotomayor's dissents, and I find them based more in 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 politics and emotion than in the actual Constitution. Now, understand that is that is a bit of damning with faint praise. Because the vast majority of the decisions I've read from the from the Supreme Court are not actually based in the Constitution. But it makes me wonder if she's so upset when her political side loses, rather than the Constitution winning. I mean, take again from affirmative action, the concern that uh, let's 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 play racist games and. Um, Let's choose people based on yeah I believe wasn't she the one who said that uh, uh she got her position because of affirmative action, even though it's unconstitutional it's it's a it's a it's a violation of of equal protection under the law that bothered her because she lost, and the fact that the people that, the, the the president that nominated her, the members of the Senate that confirmed her position, and those in the House that look at this and say, is that good behavior? Now, I'm not saying what she says is bad behavior. It It's more of a question of what is our mindset when we look at this court, and in fact, all courts and court cases. Because remember, the Supreme Court's going to decide whether or not Trump can be on the uh primary ballot in Colorado and they're gonna hear oral, oral arguments in just a few days. I wonder, will she be upset if she doesn't get the answer that she wants? I look at other for example, there's a recent federal case in in Nashville um where, let's see, how many of them? There were six pro-life activists were found guilty of an unconstitutional law. The law is the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrance Act. Um, access to medical care is not a federal issue. Right? There's, no, there's nothing in the Constitution that says um, you get to the, the, the United States has to guard medical access, much less a specific form of medical access. But th- 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 there's even more to this. See, in court testimony, a police officer said the group moved from the door when asked. See, they were charged with blocking the door. They were reading from the Bible, they were singing hymns, and some of them blocked the door of this uh, now defunct health center in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. The officer said the group moved from the door when they were asked. He said they were they were peaceful. But yet they've been arrested in violation of, again, a law that does not legally exist. What do you mean, Paul? The law is written. It's been passed by Congress. It was signed by a president. How can you say it doesn't legally exist? Well, let's go back to uh, an old case, Norton v. Shelby County, that said an unconstitutional act is not a law. It confers no rights. It opposes no duties. It affords no protections. It creates an, it, it creates no office. It is in legal uh, competition uh, as inoperative as if it had never been passed. Or maybe the uh, ex parte SIBO would fit better. An unconstitutional law is void and is as no law. An office created by it is not a. Uh, I'm sorry. An offense created by it is not a crime. A conviction under it is mere, not not merely erroneous, but is illegal and void and cannot be a legal cause of imprisonment. But guess what? They're facing, these people are facing federal jail time. They're going to face up to 11 years in federal prison for violating an unconstitutional law. See why having judges and justices that are more concerned with the actual law than their emotions, their feelings about a specific act? Again, the FACE Act. There's no power delegated to the United States to protect medical offices. There's no power delegated to the United States to determine where someone, a group can peaceably assemble. And according to witness testimony, the police officer said they were peaceful. That when they were asked to move, they moved. But this seems to be just another example of the partisan targeting of political groups disfavored by the current administration and let's face it disfavored by the democratic the marxist democratic party period it doesn't matter which necessarily which administration it's the bureaucratic state the administrative state they have no problem nobody was charged when um you know, BLM was blocking access. Was committing members were committing arson when they're vandalizing. But oh, you you got you are outside of abortion clinic, therefore you must be crushed. Yet we're not seeing any. This is again, this is a federal, um, a federal court, meaning the House of Representatives could look at this judge and say. Are you, are, you, are you deciding by the law? And again, this was actually decided by a jury. Makes you wonder what the jury is being based on. I mean, let's face it. How many people spend more effort trying to get out of jury duty than actually f- uh, uh, fulfilling jury duty? It's interesting. When I moved to Tennessee, my wife has been called for jury duty. My daughter's been called for jury duty. I've not been called for jury duty. I'm pro- of the three of us, I'm probably the one that would be most interested in serving on a jury. I don't get called. Maybe it's just Murphy's Law, but this these are not alone. Do you remember? Was I think it was Mark Hauk, a a who who had a groomed and a group of armed FBI agents show up at his door for allegedly violating the exact same unconstitutional law. What what did he actually do? He defended him, so his son who's being harassed by a, a a worker at a believed to be a worker at a pro at a uh, abortion clinic for protecting his son he was charged in i believe it was a state court and he was found not guilty and then the feds came after him and said no we're going to come after you too cuz you stood outside an abortion clinic That corruption of the law, that corruption of justice, that corruption of the Constitution exists because we, the people, said, what are you going to do when judges violated their oath of office, violated their duty to support the Constitution, and we did nothing? Well, Paul, we couldn't have gotten them all impeached. We don't have to get them all impeached. They just need to know that they're being watched that people are are standing up and paying attention to what's being done. We don't do it in the courts, so why should the courts be, why should they be worried about actually fulfilling their oath? No one's going to hold them accountable. We see that again when we see uh, the, the federal government trying to turn over our rights to the United Nations. By now you've probably heard that uh, the 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 united nations um uh united nations relief and works agency for palestinian refugees in the near east or unwar what a what a terrible acronym uh apparently several members of, the, of them are allegedly to have been involved in the october 7th hamas attacks against israel do you realize that um the United States there have been over eight billion dollars donated to UNRWA. By the way, donated two and a half billion dollars to this group. Now understand, it's very interesting. See, the United Nations has a refugee group, but they created this one special group just for the Palestinians, and yeah, the United States has given over two and a half billion dollars to this group, just for so the Palestinians can remain refugees. Who's holding... Tell me, where, where in, the, in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1, when, Congress, when the United, Constitution says Congress can collect taxes to pay the debts, provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States, capital U, capital N, proper noun, same proper noun we see in the Tenth Amendment, where does that involve giving money for, to, to house refugees, to give, to give the UN money? to play patty cake with refu- with these refu- with these refugees. Now again, I'm sure there are some real refugees in there, but there's something not kosher about this group. And now it's starting to come out. And I'm really wondering what are we the people going to do? And-, and what are we the people going to do when it's either because of some UN treaty or some other scenario the government comes and takes your kids? See, the the governor of Montana has supported um, the the child and family services in a case where a 14-year-old girl was removed from the home of her parents because they refused to affirm her decision that she was a boy. Now, the the, the governor said to give them their best shot at reaching their full potential, children deserve to grow up in happy, healthy homes with loving families. And what was wrong with the family she had? See, it's not healthy to tell a girl that she's actually a boy. That's not healthy. That that's That's encouraging a mental disorder. But then again, America's living through mental disorder. We have this mass psychosis that believes a 14-year-old girl is prepared to make a decision like that. I mean, I'm sorry. This is a, this is a case of government run amok. We're not talking about a a decision that's going to have a, a long term permanent scar. Actually, the long term permanent scar is is that uh, that that belief that yeah, um, she's a she's a boy, and and we'll treat her like a boy, and of course that's probably going to involve things like um, oh I don't know, uh, drugs to prevent her from her body from developing the way it normally would, possibly surgeries, and you're telling me a minor, according to the state of Montana, telling a minor that she's not a boy, she's a girl, is an unsafe family, then there are no safe families in Montana. Because now, at least as supported by the governor, telling the truth, is now justification for removing children from the home, and how long before the state says telling a child that uh, January 6 was not insurrection is now dangerous and we'll get them, we'll remove them from your home, or, or telling them that uh, you know the 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 climate crisis is not really a crisis, it's made up and the models don't work, is sufficient reason to take a child from the home? How long before simply quoting something that the government has decided is misinformation becomes justification to remove children from your home and they only get away with it because we the people are negligent in watching over the public servants we hire the question is what are we going to do about it and believe it or not the answer is not in dc the answer starts right in your backyard your city your town your county make sure that the people who represent you there are representing you and that's some political agenda or some special interest group make sure they're fulfilling their oath to support the constitution of your state and of the united states that's the start it doesn't fix the whole problem but just as the journey of a thousand miles begins with but a step the restoring of the united states to a constitutional republic begins with your local actors. Now, I hope you'll come back and join us here at the Constitution Study. We're heard every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen to us on podcast. All the episodes go to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on talk radio. You can listen in your favorite podcast app, but please subscribe to the show. Leave the episodes ratings and reviews, especially on Apple. Helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news but please share this information share this news this ladies and gentlemen is how we share the blessings of liberty